welcome back to another episode of Learning Life This Way. I am your host, Shannon Temes. This week's episode is a conversation about motherhood that I have with one of my oldest and dearest friends, Rachel. Rachel is an amazing wife and mother of three. You will hear us have a candid conversation of what it's really like to be mothers. So get ready for some realness and I hope you enjoy. Hi, and welcome to my podcast. (laughs) Hello, hello, and thank you for having me. Good evening. So I will share that this will be an interesting conversation because Rachel is one of my dearest friends in the world. We have been friends since we were 12 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We grew up in the same church. Our families know each other. We ended mm-hmm. up going to middle school together mm-hmm. and art school. And then we went our separate ways for high school. I stayed at the school. Rachel went to another, another school. And then we ended up at the same college, not planned. We just happened to be talking <laughs> one day and found out we were both going to Hampton University. <laughs> Yay. Best time ever. Yes. So we're going to get into that too, but Rachel is an amazing wife and mother to three children. Oh, thanks, Shan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> preteen all the way to soon-to-be kindergartner. <laughs> three kids, yeah. so I know the struggle of having three kids. We can definitely relate to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So before we get into motherhood let's take a flashback to when life was easy and that's when we were in college let's just relive some of those moments for a little bit oh (laughs) let me just close my eyes and drift off to that happy happy place (laughs) like no responsibilities all all we had to do was go to class right the best time and you and I did our fair share of partying and enjoying college. Most definitely. <laughs> so I'll get into, because I did an episode on deciding to go to an HBCU, which that is mm-hmm. Hampton University. So what made you decide to go to an HBCU? Um, I, for as long as I can remember, um, my mom told me that I was going to the high school um, that I ended up going to, um, and for almost the same duration of time, she told me that I would be going to an HBCU, <laughs> so she kind of had that planned out for me. I just, you know, I had to pick which one, um, and I looked at a couple of HBCUs, um, and But as soon as I stepped foot on Hampton's campus, I was like, oh, this is the one. The surroundings are beautiful. It's set on the Chesapeake Bay or the the river, the Hampton River. Um, It's waterfront. Um, It's peaceful. It's beautiful. It's historic building. I was wowed. So as soon as I stepped foot on campus, I was like, oh, this is where I'm going. And I think like the time I was visiting, by the time I... I hadn't gotten home yet and I had my acceptance letter. So I'm like, oh, it's in the cards. (laughs) So it was a no brainer for me. And, you know, attending a a predominantly white high school, um, I was ready to go. And I was ready to be around 
you know, my own people and hear the music that I like, um, you know, and just kind of meet a different range of, of people like me, who people who look like me and came from similar backgrounds. Um, so it was amazing. And day one, oh my goodness, I think me and Shannon were sitting together yeah. day one <laughs> on canvas, they put on a show and I was just wowed. I was just in awe. So I definitely knew I made the right decision. Um, from the very first first day we set foot on campus. Yeah, I would say I felt the same way because in our hometown where we grew up, which is Dayton, Ohio, there is there are, excuse me, two HBCUs not that far from us, but that was mm-hmm. still, you know, Central State and Wilberforce. Nothing against them, but that's still too close to home. Like right. I needed some distance. <laughs> I wanted to right. go away. And I remember feeling like that the same way. It's like, I want to be around people that look like me. You know, I want to feel like not having to explain why I like a certain kind of music, why my hair is a certain kind of way. I just did not want that. And so I remember I brought up Howard just because I just thought of any HBCU and my dad was like, no. (laughs) So I was like, okay. That's so funny. I don't know. My my mother literally said the same thing. She's like, not Howard. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I actually, I had this same conversation with Jalen. I think it was yesterday, my oldest. Um, she is going to be a freshman in high school next year. And so, you know, we're starting to talk about colleges right now. If you asked her, she said she's going to Hampton. But, you know, I reassure her, you don't have to choose Hampton just because I went there. I want you to go somewhere where you're going to fit in, where you're going to, you know, find a, a major that you love and people that you, you know, enjoy being around. And I said, I would love it if you went to an HBCU. Um, and if you do, anywhere but not Howard. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that kind of like comes from the rivalry. Um, yeah. And it's too close. Like we're literally 45 minutes from Howard. Right. So it, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, speaking of that, it's like, I don't know why my dad was saying no, you know, to Howard, which I was like, I, I didn't know any different. But my parents had a friend that went to Hampton. And so she came and spoke, you know, at Stivers. And she spoke about how, I mean, Hampton, excuse, excuse me, Hampton. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And so I'm like, we'll just go on a tour. So my parents like, all right, we'll drive to Hampton one day. We'll go to homecoming. And like you said, the minute I stepped on the campus and was like around and seeing how everyone was, you know, acting and enjoying the mm-hmm. atmosphere, I was like, this is where I'm going. <laughs> that's your place. Yeah. Like that's the place for you. It's out. Parenthood. <laughs> I don't think Harper knows where I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would say that from the minute, and I started, did the pre-college program, but the minute being there, you know, mm-hmm. I had friends or not friends, cousins warn me, you know, be careful of the cue party. <laughs> but other than that like I said I would say Hampton was probably some of the best times of our Mm -hmm. life just even the bumps and bruises along the way and figuring out adulthood like I would not trade that time for anything (laughs) it was such a safe space you know yes I don't think we had that terminology back then no Um, (laughs) <laughs> like that's truly what it was it was a safe space 
um, in more ways than one, like literally and theoretically, like it was a safe space for you to grow, you know, and become a young black professional, um, like in a safe setting where you can be yourself. And then too, like it was a gated campus. So we weren't right. actually safe. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, it was like some of the best times of my life. I can't even lie. We're going to get into that young adult, that woman starting her professional career. And then you before I did, but then you started your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a few years after graduation. So getting married before we, before we get into kids, let's talk about marriage. What was your idea of marriage before you entered into it? Oh, Shannon, that is like such a good question because it is the opposite. Like what I thought it was and what it is are like polar opposites. I grew up and I came to be a young adult and I was under this impression that marriage was going to be like you see on TV sitcoms where, you know, the husband and the wife are all happy in the morning and making coffee and toast and pouring orange juice, you know, like a cereal commercial or something. (laughs) And, you know, you kiss goodbye in the morning and, you know, the the husband looks real sharp and the wife is in a suit, you know, and then once you have some kids, you know, it's this perfect little, you know, package deal. And it's like my image of what marriage and family life was going to be like could not be further from that. It is chaos. It is chaos every morning. Um, And when I first entered into marriage, it was like completely different than what I imagined because when I got married, my husband was active duty military. Um, So we got married and moved across the country. (laughs) So that was an experience, you know, just being completely on your own, like with no parents to really rely on and having to figure out marriage and family life like all at once in a whirlwind I cannot tell you how many days like I just want to just quit (laughs) like I'm done I quit this is hard (laughs) because marriage is work it is work you can't just you know have an argument you know and leave (laughs) and especially you know you add in a couple kids you really can't I mean you can if it's something serious but you know you fighting over oh my husband burnt the toast and smoked up the house and then we got an argument. I can't stop off and leave. Right. <laughs> I'm in it. So, yeah, that was definitely a growing, I don't know, that took a lot of growth. And so it still how does. Long have you all been married? Because it's going, your anniversary's coming up next month, right? My anniversary's coming up in May. Okay. Um, okay. We'll be married 14 years. Okay. We will have been married 14 years and together 16. And I just cannot believe I have been in a relationship that long. It's mind boggling. <laughs> when I think of my relationship and my marriage, I'm like, I cannot believe I'm still here because I was someone sort of like differently. I grew up two parent household, but I didn't. For me, I didn't idolize like a relationship or needing to be with someone. Like, you know, I figured it would happen mm-hmm. one day. Maybe as I got older, I was like, it may not happen. Because <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I was just getting even more set in my ways, even at like 20 years old. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want this. Right. But getting into it, I was like, I can't go anywhere. And 
the bed is not mine all to myself. Like I can't sleep in the middle of the bed. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm someone who craves like alone time. And I was like, I'm never alone. I'm never no. alone. <laughs> You're never alone. I just, I, I look forward sometimes. I look forward to, you know, it, it's too, because me and my husband both work remotely for the majority of the week. And then we have our days like tomorrow, we're both going into the office. But we have a couple of days each week where we are the only ones in the house. And sometimes I really look forward to that time. Yeah. You know, I've got work to do, you know, and, you know, things to be done around the house. But just being in the peace and quiet of the house, even though, you know, it's a work day for me, it's so peaceful. And then, you know, on the flip side, I do look forward to the days that we both are working, you know, from home together. You know, maybe we can have a quick little lunch date. So, I mean, balance. Right. I guess. Yeah, so now let's talk about motherhood because that's a whole other beast. <laughs> Nobody of told me what you thought it would be and then what it actually is because we saw our parents just doing it. You know, no one really stops and says, okay, this is why I'm saying this to you because this is in the future. You know, every once in a while you have those conversations, mm-hmm. you know, but it was really like, this is what parenthood is and like I remember my mother sort of saying something like oh once you have kids it's not about you anymore and mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that that's the truth that's the truth I don't know like it, it really like it's not about you like my days are not my own and Shannon you know you and you can you can relate I feel like all I do is drive around kids oh. all day long <laughs> <laughs> I mean, next year, I will literally have three on three different buses at three different times of the day. You know, I just, I don't know when things are going to slow down. Summertime. Um, I guess I really look forward to summer because, you know, it's not the hustle and bustle of getting the kids to school and, you know, then getting them to activities. I have forbidden activities for the summer. No one will be going (laughs) to camp. No one will be doing any sports. No sports, no camps, no dance camp. You better, you better go play in the backyard, <laughs> right? You know, but parenthood is hard. Like even aside from just being their chauffeur, it is rough. You know, they come into this world with their own little personalities and their own little isms, and it's a trip. It really is. Um, and parenting, you know, you know, it'll become more apparent the older your three get how different the three of them are so it's like you know you think you got got it down pat with that first one and then the second one switches it up on you because they have a completely different personality they operate completely differently and it's just like you know starting from scratch each time with each little person and so you just I, I feel like it's just it's constant learning I feel like this is a learn on the job job right. <laughs> with no instruction manual. Right. I remember having my first, I remember her being a newborn. And so when we were coming up, they put us, what they they put babies to sleep on their stomachs, right? We slept on our stomach. So now, you know, the thing is back to sleep. You're supposed to put the baby on their back to sleep. Well, here I am with this brand new baby. She's four days old, four or five days old. My mother-in-law had gone home, but she was there for the birth. My mother-in-law had gone home. My mom hadn't gotten there yet. So it's just me 
and Colin with a teeny tiny baby. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> so I put her on her back to sleep. I lay down and try to catch her, you know, a couple of these. She's on the, the side of the bed with me in her little bassinet. And she starts to choke. She oh, like, no. spits up in her sleep and she starts to choke. I'm like, but I put her on her back to sleep. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> so, you know, I, I picked her up. I patted her. Luckily, it startled me awake. Um, but it's just like, they don't come with instruction manuals. Mm-hmm. Like, no. And there was no one there to help. You know, Colin doesn't know any more than I do. You know, we just two young parents that don't know anything. You know, just learning as we go. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. It's like they like you have this baby, and they're like, "All right, now off you go." And it's like, "Wait, wait, what?" Yes. <laughs> There's no transition period. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it's like I didn't realize. Like I just thought things would just come naturally, like breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I thought, "Oh, this would just be easy." I decided to breastfeed. No, like it took me forever to get milk flowing if I did get milk flowing like that was a whole mm-hmm. nother thing and it was like I thought my kids would just eat whatever I gave them no I knew I was a little picky eater a little bit but I ate a variety of things no my kids are extremely picky and they all three did it at the same age 16 months they go mm. yeah we're done <laughs> like clockwork <laughs> yeah and it's like what am I doing wrong like I give you all you all eat everything I give you variety food and then all of a sudden you go yeah I don't want any more and they yeah. all three have done it and I was like what is happening here and it, there's no rhyme or reason to it now I do know a little bit in your journey of motherhood you've been both a stay-at-home mom and a working mom Mm-hmm. You know the difficulties of both. <laughs> yeah. It's a tie they both lose. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I literally just did an episode like that is episode 10 of me, what no one tells you about being a stay at home mom. Because, oh. and I say the debate between working moms and stay at home moms is so stupid because it's hard no matter what. <laughs> it is. It's hard no matter what. I think, you know, they all suck. And now there's a hybrid because, you know, with the pandemic, you right. had parents working from home and children going to school in the same, you know, vicinity, you know, the same household. Or, and in my case, I had two school age kids. Me and Kyla were both working from home and Harper just running around like a little maniac. <laughs> I think she was, who was Harper, like one at the time? That was, I think that was the absolute worst. I don't know how much longer I could have done that um, <laughs> before I either quit my job or quit my kids because <laughs> that was too much. <laughs> um, the, the pro of like being a working mom is that I do get a break. I get away from them. I get to go and have, go out, go to work, um, have lunch by myself. Not have to share my food. Not have to worry about what who is eating and you know when. The con is, you know, I feel like I'm just always on the go. Like br- right before we started recording this episode, I'm up there making lunches because I know I do not have time tomorrow morning. We gotta be out of here because jobs do not care. <laughs> right, <laughs> jobs do not care um, that you you got a lot going on. They're like, you get here, you work, you do our work. So you know, I just feel like I'm always. I don't know. It, it, 
it's like you're the master of nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like, it's like, I'm not the perfect mom because I'm not, you know, not fully there for them all the time. Like sometimes Colin has to pick up the pieces. Like my neighbor is taking Caleb to the bus stop tomorrow morning. So I feel like, you know, I'm not the best mom I could be. I'm surely not the best employee, positively, <laughs> um, because I'm distracted. Um, so I would say that's the con. Being a stay-at-home mom is you never get a break. Right. You never get a break. Because even when, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a helpful spouse, even when your spouse comes home, the kids are still going to come to you. You're the primary mm-hmm. parent. Mm-hmm. That just, it sucks not having time to yourself. It sucks not having time to yourself. Um, I don't feel like I didn't feel fulfilled because, I don't know, work is not something that fulfills me. Um, so I did not suffer in that aspect. I was like, great. I've, I've got a little bit of a break to figure out, you know, what my next move is going to be. Right. Um, so I did not feel the pressure to hurry up and get a job. I mean, kind of, because, you know, student loans, <laughs> you know, they're always knocking at your door. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, then the pro is you get to spend time with your kids. Um, and you get to see them grow up and you don't get to, you don't have to miss things like first steps and, you know, first words. The only kid I, I kind of missed out on a lot of firsts with Harper because I was working when I had her. And so I went back, uh, I think after like 14 weeks, I kind of pushed my FMLA a little bit, but I went back pretty soon with her. But luckily I had a really good, um, care provider. And she would send me videos all day long. So I did not have that, you know, huge separation right. anxiety situation. You know, and then there's pros and cons for the kids too, right? So like the pro, you know, of being a working mom, they go to daycare. They get all them little germs <laughs> and all the little colds. And I feel like it builds up their little immune system so that when they do start school, they have a little bit better of immunity. And I mean, they get to be with other kids, which is great. But then it's like, you know, the pros of the benefits for the kids of being a stay-at-home mom is you get to control the narrative of what your child is learning. You get to right. control, you know, how well they're, you know, learning their ABCs and their, their shapes and their colors, which is like really like, that's my hurdle right now. I'm like, is Harper getting enough at daycare? Like, is she going to be ready for kindergarten? So it's like, you know, that's a little bit of a stressor for me right now. Um is just making sure that, you know, I'm being a hands-on enough parent because I'm at work, you know, most of the day. She's a daycare. Is she getting what she needs? And I think for the most part she is, but, you know, I kind of got to figure out where to fill in the gaps when I'm not chauffeuring children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even me, I feel like the same way, even though I'm staying at home, is I'm on the go so much. We rarely yeah. get that time just to sit down to like engage like with my oldest I got to sit down and do puzzles with him and you know Mm -hmm. we got to do those things but it's like now it's like because the two oldest are at two different schools on two different schedules that I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm constantly like on the go and then our cars messed up my husband's cars messed up so now we're down to one car so I have to take him to work on top of taking everybody else's school (laughs) and it's like (laughs) when do we have the time just to sit down and just yeah. do a you know, to go over and like, luckily my daughter is catching on because she knows things that she's not even to yet. So I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so like a lot of time our engagement is in the car talking, talking about the yeah. same things. <laughs> I feel like I spend more time in the car, you know, just talking to them. You know, I try to make it a fun time, you know, because we spend so much time in the car. So I try to let them control, you know, the music or what we listen to or, you know, tell me about your day, you know, try to make it fun for them. But Lord knows I'm sick of driving. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll say this, because I think people kind of get the gist of it, but I don't think people realize how stressful motherhood and parenthood is. Like, even like on your body, mm-hmm. like you're worrying about them all the time. You're just like in a mm-hmm. constant flow <laughs> of stress. It's like worrying about them when they're not with you, worrying about when they are with you. It's like, are they getting enough? Is everything okay when they're outside at school? Is You know, you have to protect them no matter where you are. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't think people realize how, you know, then you hear sometimes, I'll say my husband, oh, you don't ever think about me. It's like, do you understand how much <laughs> my mind is going <laughs> at all times? I'm not even thinking about myself. So, no, I'm not thinking about you. Like, I do not understand why Colin either makes an effort to talk to me while I am making lunches. I literally ignore him. And he is talking about, like, work stuff and things with his employees and coworkers. And I'm just like, I'm not interested. I'm trying to get this ham on this bread and make sure I don't burn it. Like, I cannot <laughs> focus on him when I am making lunches at night. <laughs> and he just does not get it. He thinks that I am just being so rude and so mean. And it's just, I'm not. Like, I'm in a zone. I'm just trying to get it done so that I can take my bra and go upstairs and put my feet up just for a minute before I fall asleep. It's it's funny, you know, you mentioned stress. Like, I have been going through it past couple years. Like, full-on panic attacks, high blood pressure. People truly do not understand the stress that, you know, being a wife and a mother and an employee and a daughter and a sister, you know, all those things combined, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is a lot. It is a lot. And, you know, like you have that worry for your children. They can be perfectly fine, sound asleep in your bed. I mean, in their beds. And you're like, what if an invader comes in the house? Mm -hmm. What would I do? Like, these are the things that I think about at night. Like, I'm in a constant state of worry sometimes so just trying to pull myself out of that you know vicious cycle and meditate more (laughs) Um, and just kind of distract myself and try to turn my mind off at night or turn it off as often as I can yeah because even on top of that you know being women of color black women we worry about our children and Mm -hmm. how they're you know treated out in the world Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole nother level of stress that we're constantly under. It's like, oh my God, who could they run into that will mm-hmm. just project onto them? And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Right. You know, especially with having like a teenager, like I worry about her self-esteem. Like I don't, I don't so much worry about like her being physically harmed because Jalen is a spicy one. Oof, this spicy. <laughs> She's, you know, she's becoming more assertive, but, you know, I worry about her self-esteem now. Like, that's one of my biggest worries. And yeah. that, you know, that she figures out who she wants to be um, and finds her, you know, her passion in life. 
So I worry about that. Like it's a whole new, you know, set of worries every age group you get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with Caleb, I'm I'm worried about you know his anger. <laughs> For the most part, he's such a calm kid. He's a rule follower to the T. But he he's starting middle school next year, and you know, I pray that you know he's not bullied or in you know that his his peers accept him. Because um, again, they're in a predominantly white school district. It's different. You know, I mm-hmm. worry about him fitting in. I worry, I worry about somebody calling him N-word. Um, and I worry that, you know, he'll get frustrated and he won't talk to me and he'll let all that rage build up and just like cold cock someone, like <laughs> knock him out one day. I worry about that a lot. Um, and then the littlest one, I just worry because she's small. Like she's, she's extra spicy. Um, so I do not worry about her being assertive. I don't worry about her self-esteem. She knows that she is brown and beautiful, and you are not going to tell her otherwise. Right. Um, that is the most strong-willed child. Uh, I just worry about how she's so little. It's a tiny little thing. <laughs> but yeah, every every age progression has this different set of worries. And I was talking to my mom this evening, and I was sitting in the dance studio, which is what I do. I just sit there and wait for them. So I'm sitting in the dance studio and there's this mom parked to my left and her daughter comes out, a teenager, and they switch spots. And the daughter, I guess, you know, she's got her learner's permit. She decides she's going to drive home and the mom, you know, gets in the passenger seat. And I'm like, oh Lord, that's going to be me in another two years. <laughs> and the mom is like, don't worry about that right now. <laughs> you worry about now. Don't think years ahead of time you don't need to worry about that um but that'll be the next you know mm-hmm. the next, next set of worries ah <sighs> i tell you yeah. and it's i hope one day for the world that people will understand and just show grace to their mothers because mm-hmm. there's so much of blaming mothers now and how toxic they are and you're you know my mom's a narcissist it's like try putting yourself in her shoes just one day and just mm-hmm. think about all the things she has to go through. And then you realize, and, but, you know, just like life, you don't learn it until you actually experience it. Not until you exactly. become a mother that you realize like, oh, this is what my mother was talking about. Oh my God. Like, again, being the parent of a teenage girl, I look at my mother a whole different way. I'm like, you're a saint. <laughs> you are such a saint. Because I was an awful teenager. I was just like my my teen. Like she's moody sometimes. You know, she gets her little attitude. I feel like mine might have been worse. Um, <laughs> I could not get enough of slamming my door. Oh, just the stress that I put my mother through. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're taking her away for her birthday this year. <laughs> you deserve a treat, mom. <laughs> But it, it definitely makes you appreciate your parents more. Um, just becoming a parent is so oof, heavy stuff, Shannon. I know. Heavy stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Well, I will let you get back to your many duties of being a parent because I'm sure you have to go pick up a child from one of their activities. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness, so I will not keep you from that joy and excitement that you're so accustomed to. 
Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh. Yes, we will definitely continue this conversation again another day because it is ongoing. Absolutely. Yeah. Ongoing and ever-changing. And we You're have welcome. these conversations like so often anyway. <laughs> so now we just put a <laughs> mic in front of us. <laughs> yes. You are so welcome. It was so fun. Um, good to chat. Thanks. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as you can see, we didn't hold back on what it's really like to be a mother, especially a black mother raising beautiful black children. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear your thoughts. Please send me an email at learninglifethisway at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at being Shannon Dora. I hope you have a great day and I'll check back with you next week. Bye.